0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, welcome to this installment of the Pittsburgh Steelers conversation on Steelers on 24-7 Sports. This is Brian Diardo here. Going to be having D'Angelo Williams join the show in just a few moments to discuss his appearance on the recent episode of Courtyard Camera that saw himself and perks and recreation and House of Lies character and actor Ben Schwartz. They made a Thanksgiving Day cake in Williams' home recently. And uh, we have the link we'll provide uh, in the article that will accompany this podcast here on Thanksgiving Day. And it's a, it's a tremendous video. I encourage you to watch it. That, uh, and it looks delicious. I mean, pretty much uh, Schwartz and Williams uh, rummage through Williams' uh, his kitchen, and they pretty much make a Thanksgiving Day cake comprised of all the fixings that you would expect to eat on Thanksgiving, but they make it all in the one cake. Yes, that means uh, they have uh, you know, squash, they have uh, turkey thighs, uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, you pretty much stuffing everything you can think of that you'd want to eat on Thanksgiving. Green beans, they put it all into a cake, and uh, it's delicious. So uh, we encourage you to watch that. And uh, the Steelers taking on the Baltimore or the Baltimore Colts. Wow, the Indianapolis Colts. I'm getting old school here. Taking on the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football, which should be uh, an exciting game between two five and five teams. So once you've eaten all of your your Thanksgiving food and, and you're laying down satisfied after one, two, or maybe even three Thanksgiving Day meals, sit down, relax, and uh, watch the Colts and Steelers play on NBC at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time as the Steelers will be traveling to Indianapolis. It will be the Steelers' second game, road game, in five days as Pittsburgh – I'm sorry, four days as Pittsburgh defeated the Cleveland Browns 24-9 uh, to 9 back on uh, Sunday. D'Angelo Williams didn't play in that game. He has a knee injury. He did not practice on Tuesday as the Steelers uh, – you know, being precautious with D'Angelo, uh, he hasn't quite been right since uh, the early goings of the season, when he had 58 carries in the Steelers' first two games, filling in for Le'Veon Bell. And really, when you look at the Steelers' record the last two years with D'Angelo Williams, they're, uh, I believe, eleven or nine and uh, three with D'Angelo Williams as their starting running back, which is a pretty impressive uh, statistic there. So, uh, and as I said, D'Angelo Williams will be joining the podcast. Let me correct myself. Nine and four. They were seven and three with him in the starting lineup last year, and two and one this year. They did lose that Eagles game uh, in week three, but overall, nine and four record with D'Angelo Williams is very impressive. Uh, he had his, uh, you know, started his career in Carolina, had a very good start there. Uh, is the Carolina Panthers still uh, is their leading rusher and helped them do a lot of great things during his years there in Carolina? I know specifically helped them uh, reach. Uh, the AFC division around, or the NFC Divisional Round in 2008, was a Pro Bowler in 2009, had a 1,500-yard season there, and the Steelers signed him in 2015. And I really thought, uh, you know, D'Angelo really, in terms of his leadership, and still what he could do on the field, really helped uh, the Steelers out. We're going to go ahead and get D'Angelo on the line right now. Hello, D'Angelo. How you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing okay, man. How about yourself? This is this Brian? I'm... I'm doing pretty good, thank you. We want to take this time to welcome the current Pittsburgh Steelers running back and the former Pro Bowl running back, the 06 Heisman Trophy finalist, the Panthers' all-time leading rusher, and the 2016 University of Memphis honorary outstanding young alumnus member and winner, D'Angelo Williams. So, again, thank you for joining the show, D'Angelo. I know you're here uh, for a specific reason. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, uh, you were recently on the premiere episode of Courtyard Camera that saw you and host Ben Schwartz make your way through your kitchen and you guys pretty much took pies, sides, and turkey thighs and everything else you could find. And you made it into a Thanksgiving Day cake. And it, and it looked delicious. And I want to ask you, first of all, and thank you for joining us again, uh, talk about that experience making a Thanksgiving Day cake.
0: Well, it was cool. You know, I really want to thank, um, you know, Courtyard Camera and, you know, Courtyard and Marriott for allowing me to, to meet Ben Schwartz and allowing me to to make that cake, Um It was incredible, though. Uh, Ben's a great guy. Uh, We had an opportunity to to kind of talk through some things and come up with the idea of making a Thanksgiving cake. And after coming up with that idea and being the microwavable guys that we are in terms of reheating food, (laughs) uh, we were very thankful for the opportunity to to make that Thanksgiving cake and the things that we put in it. You know, we put all the sides and then the turkey uh, of a Thanksgiving meal all in one cake. So... For those of you that don't like your food touching, this is not the video that you want to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable, though, man. That experience
1: it looked great, and yeah, we encourage everyone to watch the video that'll be embedded in this article here, along with the podcast. But how long did it take? It looked like you know, again, it, I, I watched it. You guys and you started off with sweet potatoes, which is my personal favorite. How long how long did that take for you guys to put everything together? Well, it didn't, it didn't take us
0: long at all, man. We we kind of we did it the traditional way, and when I say doing it the traditional way, so on Thanksgiving, what you do on Thanksgiving, a lot of families, I'm going with the majority, not the minority. You you cook Thanksgiving dinner, you put everything on the plate, you sit around with the family and you talk football. So we encompassed all of that into our Thanksgiving cake when we were making We were interacting with each other. We were talking football. We were we were doing the things that you would normally do. On Thanksgiving, and putting that love into that cake when we were making it, so it didn't take us long at all. I think it took us maybe fifteen, twenty minutes after we got all the ingredients uh, and everything pre-cooked before we actually put it in the cake.
1: That's not bad at all. What, what advice would you would you give to someone that might watch this video and try to make a Thanksgiving Day cake? But what would what would you tell them? Well, I would tell them
0: uh, whenever they're, they're making this Thanksgiving cake. Is to do it with family members or friends, and preferably mm. with a lot of people because uh, you get that you get that um, family uh the the family doing it together. You get great conversation around food, and not only do you get great conversation around food, but you kind of see where people stand on certain topics when you bring them up mm. when you when you in a setting like that. So when we were doing the thing when we were doing that, I mean, you get the true essence of a person when you're preparing food uh that's what i that's what i got out of it because having the conversations that i had with ben i was like man i wish my wife was in here so i can have this conversation with her
1: yeah no and that's that's kind of what they say too about playing golf you find more about people when you're making food and maybe playing golf with people than maybe necessarily working with them or whatnot so deandre williams once again joining us during the steel conversation talking about what he just did with courtyard camera he made a thanksgiving day cake and i recommend watching again how, how did it taste by the way because as you said, some people don't like their food touching, and and you, you know you've got sweet things with salty things. How did it taste after after you made it?
0: You said how was it when we made it? How did it taste? Yeah. How did it taste? I mean, it, it didn't taste bad, man. It was just there's uh, a lot of a lot of different taste. Um, you know, um, <laughs> it was a lot of different tastes. It was definitely Thanksgiving. You can taste that, uh, and depending on you know how the the flavors hit your mouth, man. It was, uh, it was definitely, um, it was, it was like eating Napoleonite, like, uh, it was like, what, how can I, how can I, what can I compare it to? Um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> What Thanksgiving, yeah, well that's like exactly it. Yeah. Every Thanksgiving meal,
1: you got your sweet, you got—I mean, again, I'm a sweet potato guy. What's your favorite Thanksgiving Day dish? Is it—is it the traditional turkey? Or are you a mashed potato guy? Like, what, what's the Williams' favorite Thanksgiving? No, I'm am a sweet potato pie guy. guy.
0: Sweet potato pie. I oh, literally yeah. take the sweet potato pie and I cut it in half, and I eat the whole half that I cut out.
1: That sounds now you're. Now, do your That's kids follow t- in your footsteps, and does your wife? Does she do, is she with you there on the sweet potato pie, or do they like different things? No,
0: well, the, the kids don't. The kids, the, the kids don't follow in my footsteps. They're more of a. So me and my me and my wife, we've been fighting for some time now doing Thanksgiving because she loves pumpkin pie and I love sweet potato okay. pie. So I've been trying to get the kids to fall in love with sweet potato pie. She's been trying to do it with pumpkin pie. So they kind of alternate on pies depending on who they're around. And they've gotten so good now that they get two pieces of pie because they'll say, Daddy, I like that. And they'll eat sweet potato pie. And then they'll go to Mommy and they'll be like, Mommy, I like that even better. So then they'll get the pumpkin pie. So <laughs> depending There's on who a little comes first. There's
1: there. I see what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is.
0: So they get two pieces of pie regardless of whether they like them or not. So they get double the dessert, playing us against one another. And she always makes pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie. And for some time, I've been trying to get her just to make the sweet potato pie. So you know hmm. that proved dominant in this house, but it don't. It's just even.
1: Will you will you, will you venture off and have some pumpkin pie, or are you just solely on the sweet potato pie? That's it. Is that, no is that how man, you do?
0: no, no. I'm not eating. I'm not eating pumpkin pie. No.
1: <laughs> All right. I hey, I just got no, to see where you. Right. What about no. apple pie? Where do you stand on that?
0: I, I'm not for Thanksgiving. The only pie that I'm consuming is sweet potato pie, and right, I'm, I'm only consuming you on that, that We've sweet got, potato pie.
1: Got down here. Sweet if potato it's pie. good,
0: if it's not good, I'm not eating it.
1: Now, well, who makes the best pie? Is, it, is who makes the best sweet potato pie in your opinion? Uh, my
0: mom made the best sweet potato pie. <laughs> Um, but since then I've only eaten my wife's sweet potato pie. I've tried other sweet potato pies, and it just makes me not want to try anybody else's pie. What's crazy is, is everybody that I talk to that I tell, like, hey, I really love sweet potato pie, makes the best sweet potato pie.
1: Oh, right, right. Now, I want to ask you this. What What's your family going to do for this Thanksgiving? Because obviously, this isn't a conventional one. You guys are going to be uh, in Indianapolis for the game. You guys are going to try to, to get a family one together before right. the game? Or is the Steelers throwing one afterwards? Like, what, well, what's we're, going we're on for this we're gonna, Thanksgiving?
0: We're going to do something today. Well, tonight, uh, we're going to eat um, uh, a pre-Thanksgiving dinner, not traditionally where you have the turkey, the dressing. We're going to do a dinner here. Tonight, and then uh, she's going to the in-laws' house, which is our parents' house. They're going to go have uh, Thanksgiving there while we go up to Indianapolis and play our game. Um, you know, I've always, I used to, as a kid, I remember watching these Thanksgiving games and was like, man, I really want to play in a Thanksgiving game. I think that'll be cool. But not understanding, <clears throat> even now, like, spending the sacrifice you make in terms of not being able to have Thanksgiving dinner with your family not your football right. family, but your immediate family, your wife, kids, you know, your loved ones that uh, you know became before football. You have to, you have to go play a game, so you get to see them before, and then you go play that game, and then after you celebrate that either the day before or the day after, not day of.
1: Right, and as you said, that's something that most people growing up wouldn't wouldn't really think of, and and now you being a father of three. And and everything like that. I'm sure. Obviously, now you know you know that struggle. But uh, what what were some uh, memories when you were growing up, hey. and especially you know watching like, is there any Thanksgiving ga- Day game that that sticks out to you, or a player that you watched on Thanksgiving back in the day uh, when you were a kid that not, still sticks not, out to you?
0: Not just right off. I, I mean, I, I can remember back in the '80s, uh, early '90s, watching the the Forty Niners and the Cowboys because you know, right. living in Arkansas, you know, it's right there on the border of Texas. So, um, you know, we would we would get a bunch of those games and watch those games.
1: Was there running back? And this is just general questions. Was there a running back that you grew up kind of uh, emulating? Because your your running style is interesting. Because you can uh, kind of do everything. You can catch the ball. You know.
0: Oh, well, I was a Ricky Williams fan uh, in high school, and then I went. I, I transitioned from Ricky Williams to Barry Sanders and then found out that neither one of those running styles worked for me when I was in college. So I kind of took uh, both the good from both sides that worked for me and kind of turned it into my own running style.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, you know, I always kind of watch you from afar in Carolina. And I remember you just said, I think the NFL Network had it that you talked to Ricky about. Uh, you know, that you grew up emulating him. That's why you were number 34 and, and this and that. But is it crazy now to look back so far in your yeah. career and, and you're only one of a handful of guys who have 6,000 rushing yards in college and the pros. You also have a bunch of other all-purpose yards from catching. Is it crazy to look back on all that and say, man, I've already watched <laughs> yeah. you all this and you're, and you're not done yet? No, I, I,
0: I look back, man, and, and I only look back because some of the young guys in the league when I, when I tell them some of the guys that I either played with or played against, they were like, man, that was so long ago. Man, you played with Keyshawn Johnson? I was like, yeah. I, I played with Keyshawn Johnson. I played against Derrick Brooks. You know, And they're just like, what? I was like, yeah, I played against Sean Taylor. And they're like, man, for real? And I'm like, yeah, I played against those guys. <laughs> and they were like, no way, man. You played against Ray Lewis? I'm like, yeah, I played against him too. And they were like, man, those guys have been retired for X amount of years. I'm like, yeah. Well, I played against him. I played against Zach Thomas, uh, Jason Taylor. I played against those guys.
1: Do you take pride in that, though? That, that and they're just you know, they're shocked. Great. I mean, what, what's the average age? Twenty six years old in three seasons or two seasons, and you're still you're still playing at a high level. Do you take pride in that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I think the 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 average. Not sure what the average, actual age is, but I know that uh-huh. that the years are three and a half. For a Great. running back in my position. You know, I I I tell people, you know, even, you know, playing against Brian Dawkins and uh playing against um you know uh uh Brian Westbrook. You know, they they're just like what you played against us? Yeah, like Donovan and Nabb, like yeah, they played against those guys. Michael Vick when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Like these are the guys. And he was like, What? And they're all shocked because these are the guys that they watched when they were in high school or middle school. But then, for me, right to play on this because I honestly moved. don't know.
1: Did you play against Warwick Dunn when he was with the Falcons?
0: Yeah, yeah, Workdone. Did you? Okay, I didn't know if he was oh, still yeah. there.
1: Okay. <laughs> he was another yeah. good running back from the NFC. I remember the NFC South when you were there. I mean, there was you know, yeah. there was you Deuce McAllister. I mean, that division at that time had so many yeah. good yeah. running backs. Every Cromper, team had enough had enough Pro Bowl Cromper running backs. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's you know, awesome. the that's. Yeah, Aldi Crumpler
0: was a man for a long time.
1: He was their tight end, correct?
0: Yeah, he was their tight end.
1: <laughs> yeah, who do you now? Who do you do you still it's kind funny, of do you man. Still try to keep? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Say it again. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, I, I was going to ask you: Do you still try to? Do you still kind of keep tabs on the Falcons? Because I know you know that was you know a team kind of around your area, or not really, or.
0: Well, I mean, we 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 kind of talk in passing and stuff of, of that hmm. nature. You know, we it's not like a, a, a active try. It's tough to keep up with one another when you know everybody's family's forever changing. You know, you either you have some kids, you know, you know you have family issues or problems or deaths, things of that nature. Phone number changes. Like it's kind of tough to kind of keep in terms, You know, year after year after year after year with with the turnover of phone numbers and and and. And family right. situations, you know. Right. You I'll know. get
1: you out of here. Just, just two more questions. That's all right. Thanks again for taking time with us, D'Angelo. Um, one question about the Steelers. Then I, I, just, you know, ask you a Thanksgiving Day question here as we take off. You know, you, you've talked about winning a Super Bowl here and how important that would be to you. You know, and I know as, as we just talked, we just kind of look back on your career a little bit just now. How cool would that be? Do you really can you really put into words if, if you guys can get that done.
0: I, I can't even put. I, I honestly can't put it into words, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be it'd be unbelievable. Yeah, it'd That's be awesome. unbelievable, hey, man, to, to win a Super Bowl, to to bring seven and and to to experience it with the kids, the wife, man, it'd be unbelievable.
1: Yeah, we think. Speaking of your kids, I know we can we can hear some in the background. I'm sure want you, but last yeah, question just, again. Thank just, you so much for home. your time. What's, uh, I'm sorry.
0: I said they just got home.
1: Oh cool, okay. Well yeah, last question for you. What's, uh you know talk about just yeah, just what it's like now to have Thanksgiving with your family and some of the things that you're thankful for now as as you're in your eleventh season with the Steelers and you're you're in another Super Bowl run with uh with the team.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's amazing, man. This is right where we want it to be. Um uh not only is it right where we want it to be, it's uh we control our own destiny. So it's not what other people do. We don't have to look outside the house to, to get somebody to do something for us. We control our own destiny. So the good teams play their best football in November and December when it matters. So we get to see that we have either the makings of a great football team or we are a great football team, you know, starting last week.
1: Right. And what, you know, one thing, too, that kind of upset me was I hate people that were saying it's the Browns. I don't think people understand that every team has professional athletes. Any win you can get is a win in the NFL. So, And I, I thought that just watching you guys on Sunday, the defense looked phenomenal. Le'Veon Bell, you know, coated the rock and ran exceptionally hard. And it looked like you guys were clicking on all cylinders on Sunday. And that, that, if you're a Steelers fan, that should be encouraging going forward.
0: Absolutely, we got, we got to get back to playing with football, and we got back to that last week. Uh, and I and I know for a fact that we're gonna keep it up. and And as we're keeping it up, you know, getting guys healthy and back out on the field, uh, doing that process and that and this this run, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of football teams do it. You know, come back from you know it, them looking like they're completely out of it to actually either leading their division or winning the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, even the Steelers fans, you, you can look back to, to 2005 and what they did with, with, with Jerome Bettis. So, and, and I know – I don't want to bring this up because I don't want to upset you, but I remember when you were with the Panthers in 2008 and you guys played against the Cardinals who were 9-7, and and you guys had, a, I think, a much better record that season than them. And they were just riding the hot hand. I know, I know uh, Larry Fitzgerald was just kind of on that crazy postseason run. So I, I know you've been on the, the unfortunate side of it, so let's hope you're on the fortunate side of it this postseason when we get to that point.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Wait.
1: Thank you again to D'Angelo for for your time. And, again, make sure you watch him and Ben Schwartz's courtyard camera as they make a Thanksgiving Day pie. Again, for D'Angelo, this is Brian signing off on Steelers on 24-7 Sports.